Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. Well, the holidays are over, and the time to set our sights on new goals for the new year is upon us. More important than ever, guys, to support your immune system so that you remain strong, healthy, able to tackle the 2022 goals. One of the biggest ways you can boost your immunity is supporting gut health. It's true. Yep, that's right. Jonathan Jacobs, a physician at UCLA, says the following, the microbe and the immune system are critically intertwined, something we now know. This means that eating the wrong things can affect your immune system. It's tough to, you know, get your diet exactly right. That's why you should think about Biome Breakthrough daily. Biome Breakthrough contains powerful probiotics and prebiotics, as well as a one-of-a-kind ingredient called IGY Max. IGY Max is a patented egg-based protein. It enhances gut health, reverses damage caused by antibiotics, and may help against other immune threats. I don't think I'm overstating it to say that IGY Max is a powerful immune system and something that will really advance the topic. By taking Biome Breakthrough daily, you will feed the good bacteria and build up immunity and hopefully repair the leaky gut. Best time to take Biome Breakthrough is first thing in the morning. Mix it in an eight ounce of water and drink it on an empty stomach to experience less of the, eh, perhaps the problems with the gut flora imbalance. So what are you waiting for? Go to biomebreakthrough.com slash Drew and use Dr. Drew 10 to receive 10% off any order. You have a 365-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. That is at Biome Breakthrough, B-I-O-M-E, Breakthrough, B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H, biomebreakthrough.com slash Drew. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. Uh, of course, keep uh, keep supporting those that support us. We appreciate it very much. And do check out the streaming shows at drdrew.tv. And uh, I'll see you over at drdrewpinsky, drdrewpinsky on Instagram and at drdrew on, on uh, TikTok, where I occasionally like to do live little sessions. I answer your questions there in the chats. And uh, and if you do have a chance to check out the streaming show, I think, I think you'll like it. It's also something we do on a restream so you can... Uh, also interact and you can call in. We I don't know how many of you, many of our viewers or listeners rather, Gary, on Clubhouse, do you think? Oh, some for sure, yeah. yeah. So we take calls from Clubhouse and it's interactive and good and live and it's dreams everywhere. You know, t- Twitch, t- TikTok, I mean, excuse me, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, YouTube. What else? I'm missing something. There's locals. Locals. Uh, everywhere. We just push it all out everywhere. Uh, today, my guest is uh, a return and one of my favorite guests. Uh, it is – you can find him at DocSpeaks.com, D-O-C-Speaks.com. Uh, his master class is Fostering Empathy, No Place for Hate, which is why I loved speaking to Dr. Adolph Brown. You can find his Instagram at Adolph Brown as well. He's an award-winning psychologist, psychoanalyst, best-selling author, uh, justice advocate, uh, and really inspires individuals to learn, laugh, and lead. Uh, Dr. Brown, welcome as always. Thank you for having me. You have this great smile and attitude. Um, I don't think I've talked to you much during the pandemic. How have you maintained your positivity? Talk to me. Hey, well, uh, you know, we, we um, stay close to home, yeah. and and that's not necessarily per- pertaining to social distancing, but basically stay close to family. It, it allowed us more time. You know, I travel for a living. Um, you know, we have kids that are in college, so – we stay close to home and we just kind of got back to basics, eating dinner at a certain time, eating together. So all those things that were once important, uh, we basically reclaimed them. That's good. That, 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 that is something that I noticed was one of the, the positives, though, you know, members of my family were depressed and frustrated and scared. And so it added sometimes adds to stress too. you know, being close to people that are also distressed by what's going on. But everyone's turned out fine. Everyone's good, and that's great. And so that's you know we all made it through this. Although I got to say, you know, uh, we'll talk about more positive stuff. But I was in a I don't say I'm in a bad mood, but I'm, I think a mild depression. I'd say that was bugging me lately. And I was thinking it was COVID maybe because you know COVID has neurological effects, and I'm very aware. I've had a lot of weird neurological con- concomitants from COVID. And I thought I think it I think it's left a residual on my mood. But then then I. Um, was sent by Facebook a bunch of uh, images of like two years ago, right before COVID hit. And I'm like, oh, that's right. COVID stole everything from me, everything I wanted to do, everything I was looking forward to, everything that I was, I'd spent years sort of building up to was all of a sudden just vanished. And I'm, I can't see where it's been rebuilt again. But here's my, 
well, I've sort of scratched it back together again. But but um, what what happens now is every time I hear leaders talk about mandate this, mandate that, it it upsets me because it reminds me of those early days when there was such excessive reaction to this thing. So am I just going to have to live through it, Dr. Brown? Is that what's going to happen here? No, no, no. That That's um, all that you've said is not grossly out of proportion. Yeah. Okay, to, good. Uh, all right, good. I like that. What you're talking about. Yeah. No, no. There have been things taken from people, uh, primarily freedoms. And every time we hear a mandate, yeah. that's exactly what it implies. Yeah. You're taking something else away. Yeah. So, no, you, no your mood, Doc, it, 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 it's the mood. Of, of the culture today. Yeah. Uh, the, the good thing about moods are, you know, they will pass. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes a speed bump, sometimes it can feel like quicksand. Yeah. But the issue is it, it, it will pass. Okay. That, that's, that's, that's actually um, very reassuring to tell you. The, hearing those words, I think, are the kinds of words that not only I need to hear, but everybody kind of needs to hear these days, right? Are you back out on the road okay. again? Yes, I've been back on the road for quite a while. And, and, and what are you um, finding? What, what's out there? What do you, what's has anything changed? Oh, Is there? Yeah, talk to me. Oh gosh, Doc. Doc, you know. Basically, what you just said is the climate. Uh, There's a climate of uh, gloom and doom. Mm. There's hostility. A, a lot more than I've ever experienced in the past. Huh. Getting on airplanes. Uh, you, you know, every. You know, I'm an advocate of mental health, but and. You know, sometimes we always want to say, you know, whatever someone's going through is a mental health issue. Yeah. I get that. I, yeah. I get the seriousness of it. This is what I do daily. Yeah. Oh, you froze. Um, there you're back. Okay. I told someone recently. Good. <laughs> I told someone recently that if um, if someone was an asshole <laughs> before the pandemic, then, <laughs> then then the pandemic basically gave them permission to be more of an asshole. Right. So, yeah, that, that's what I see, Doctor. That, yeah. That's what I see, Doctor Drew. When I'm out there, I see people who are carrying the weight of the world, and whatever whatever's on their plate, you know, they're serving it. They're serving it as they go. Yeah, I I have now been on two flights where serious violence has broken out. One where the pilot came overhead and said, "I'm diverting the plane." You settle down now, or you know, I'm pulling this car over. If you kids don't quiet down, <laughs> that's what it felt like to me. It's like, wow, we're really there, huh? Too crazy. Yeah. So let's. So so there's that, and and man, maybe it is the the background of COVID and the the anxiety around COVID, and then the feelings of being sort of overly uh, overreached by by government officials where we feel like our freedoms are being yes. restricted yeah do you, do you think the officials understand the the mood of the country that when they when they like i i just see them mandating things seemingly so casually and then being sort of uh again this is back to hostility sort sort of uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for when when the kind of uh, almost passive aggressive when they come at the public like well just suck Definitely. it up you know suck it up it just, Definitely. It's, yeah and, and you know and, and and it falls in the line with you know the toxic positivity but you know i've come to know something that's toxic negativity <laughs> so I, so i think that the public officials are are really not in tune with the climate of our culture well, i think mandate after mandate i think taking things away i mean doc the fact that we have a – when you were going through the airport, yeah. how many of the businesses were closed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so, so the fact that we didn't even think that through when, you know, you, you want to give breaks to people, give breaks to the working people. You know, so, so we have a culture now that they're not going back to work because I, the government has made it easy for them to stay at home for most. So there's some things that weren't it, – it showed a blatant disconnect. Yeah, and I think much of what's happening today it, it continues to show that it, you know it's, it's almost as if a person becomes a public official, and all of a sudden common sense uh, goes by the wayside. Well, well certainly risk reward analysis seems to have completely been abandoned, as well as many other. Yeah, I mean, you, you, so here you and I have history. I have some history in, public, in, in mental health. You're a mental health advocate. And we kind of understand how to shape people's behavior and move them, and it's it's not the way they're doing it. This is not how you do it, and, and we know it. We know that. Why aren't they at least consulting with people? And, and then again, their risk reward sort of uh, diathesis seems to be just out the window. I'm, you're making me feel better because I, 
I feel like you feel almost exactly the way I do. I mean, I, I, I find myself shaking my head an awful lot, and I feel sort of maybe guilty or like maybe I'm just not with the you know the prevailing winds that blow these days. I should just suck it up and just wear the mask, just put it on, don't worry about it. And I and I, it's hard for me. I can't, and it's constantly disturbing. And 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 a lot of it, I remember. I remember during the darker days of the pandemic, I used to I used to think about the businesses around Disneyland, and I would just go. I would, and I had a t- I had a TV show on a local Fox News affiliate here, local not not Fox News, Fox, you know, like The Simpsons played after us, that kind of Fox, and uh, just a local news show. And I would just say to the governor, I just go, what. Do you, what do you think about all those thousands of businesses around Disneyland? Disneyland's open in Florida. You know, Disney World's open. Ours is closed, and the thousands of businesses and the tens of thousands of jobs. Do you, how do you sleep at night? I'm having trouble sleeping at night thinking about that, and I'm not making that decision. How do you do that? And that's also – oh, you could answer this for me. So that's been one of the mysteries of this whole thing for me is how – oh, I have so much I want to talk to you about. I'm just realizing. So the one, one of them is the the something I ask Adam all the time is I don't understand people enjoying or wanting to be the person that makes that kind of a decision. They seem to like it. And then there's a whole population with within – particularly in California that seem to – like and want that kind of authoritarian directive from above. What do you, who are the people that like to do it and who are the people that want to receive that? Do you have any insights into that? Sure. I think it boils down to power, perception of power. Ugh. And those that enjoy it are people that seek power. And, it's, and, and when you talk about power and influence, oftentimes the – yearning for that overrides the goodness for humanity wow that's just i I can't even so when i when i come upon things that um i don't want to believe i go into confusion i go i know i'm confused i I can't get it i can't get my head around it that's my defense that's my denial system it's like I, i don't i can't believe it i can't i can't accept it that people are that way and then the people want to receive that is equally as mystifying to me. But okay, so there it is. So I've I've been under the impression that that one of the sort of when I look at the the prevailing, I, I'm not sure. I, I want to be as accurate as I can when I say this. Sort of character traits that seem to have swept across the land. I started seeing new ones emerge during the pandemic. It, I think you will agree that narcissism was sort of the prevailing. Okay, but now I think we've gone, we've shifted, and I don't know if it's just a narcissistic shift or it's really something real into histrionic. Hyster- you know, where where and I first started thinking that way when I started seeing thinking that was rigid and really delusional. I, I thought. Man, if you had come to me in 2017 or 2015 and said uh, there's a Russian operative in the White House and I'm seeing Nazis everywhere and I want to go kill them, I, w- I would have put you in the hospital. Would have put you in the hospital. That's a delusional Definitely. thinking. And I'm seeing more and more and even more of it now. So is that histrionic? Is that just an hysteria that develops during extreme population stress like a you know pandemic? Or, or have we shifted? Is our personality really something new taking hold? I hope not. But go ahead. You tell me your opinion. No, no, no. no. I, I think when it comes to the brain and the brain research, you know, the brain wants things to be black and white. Yeah. That's the brain on autopilot. Yeah. We live the majority of our lives in the gray. So people that don't want to navigate that, and I have to say don't want to because it is possible to navigate it. It's called critical thinking. Yeah. Being able to separate your thoughts yeah. from your emotions. Yeah. So, so people who don't want to do that and, you know, I cause it lazy, lazy thinking, lazy brain, everything's black and white, which it's not. So either you're good or you're bad. Either you're with me or you're against me. Yeah. Either you're my friend or you're my enemy. And that's where many people are deduced to. In their thinking today, and 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 that in and of itself is illogical, but also leads to hysteria. 
Yeah, so that's that's distressing. Uh, and I heard something this morning that caught my ear. Somebody said, you know, we're not rational beings. We're rationalizing beings. And I thought, yes. oh, that's interesting because we are, in fact, emotional beings with motivational systems that we then rationalize why we did what we did, what's coming in. And, and uh, there's more of that than ever now, right, because of that black-white thinking. So what have the consequences of all this been? What what do you think and what do we do? I guess that's the big question here. What, what do you say in and what, what, what do we got to do? I think it goes back to that initial question about power, uh, about and, and what people do to maintain it, Dr. Drew, from, the, you know, the divisiveness. I mean, what's the easiest way to achieve power? That this group has done this to you. I'm the only one that can save you from this. Vote for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hire me. Achieve, you know, so what, whatever it is at that point, that's, uh, that, that becomes their, you know, their, their power. Uh, I would even, I would even say, or, or watch my cable news network. Because they're, they're doing the same thing in the news, right, on all sides. Right, and, exactly. and by the way, I'm not singling out one side or the other. I see the excesses exactly. everywhere. everywhere. Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and as somebody that sits in the middle, it, it gets distressing. And then you're accused of either, you know, if you're in the middle, that that's, again, because you're not black-white thinking. People can't imagine that. So they push you into one side or the other. So you, nobody's happy with you, which is fantastic. It's awesome. Uh, but but what do we do? So that's what the political leaders are doing on both sides. That's what the news outlets are doing on all sides to, to capture eyes and capture votes. How do we get ourselves back together again? We continue, people like ourselves, Dr. Drew, we continue to do what we're doing. I, I, I have master classes every single week whereby I, I'm talking to thousands at a time. And, and I'm talking to them, explaining what we have in common. And that's a brain. <laughs> explaining that the brain gets over 400 billion messages a second. We're only familiar with about 2,000 of them. Teaching them about the brain teaching us without our permission yeah. and how and what we can do to challenge it. And challenge it, especially when it comes to other human beings. Every Everybody is carrying something that we know nothing about. Right. Everybody today. And, 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 and granted, you know, we all have, you know, the, the COVID, the pandemic, all of that in common. Right. And everybody's carrying something we know nothing about. So instead of me saying, what's wrong with you? What would be wrong with me saying, hey, I wonder what that person's going through that I know nothing about. Right. So I'm talking about more about compassion. I'm talking about more about empathy. To, I mean, you know, I think we're great at being, you know, you know, we talk about human beings. We're great at being human. I don't think we're such great at being, um, you know, extending humanity or being humane. Agreed. Agreed. Is it last time we talked? Are you you? I'm trying to remember exactly the construct that cut through me, but you were talking about some of the racial tensions and how hurt you were by them. Not angry, but hurt. And 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 all, yes. when you said hurt, all of a sudden it reframed things, and it, it you could hear hurt. Right? It's a much easier thing to hear than anger because yes. anger people kind of push back on. Right? And, right. And, and how do we get people to understand that? That that's really what's going on with everybody, and hurt, of course, creates anger, of course. But how do, how do we stay with what's really going on with people? Well, you, you have to first of all meet people where they are and what we have in common. You know, Doctor Drew, people talk about empathy all the time. Mm. Empathy, empathy, yeah. Put, and it's, it's it's so much bigger than putting on someone else's shoes. For empathy to work, you know, empathy can be messy. Yeah. And painful yeah. for it to work. You first of all have to believe what I'm saying to you, but then you have to look within yourself to find a similar situation, similar feelings to what I'm expressing that will help you more easily connect with me. That, that's messy work. And, and, and people want to just kind of jump over it. I mean, when, when people realize that true empathy is looking within themselves and finding that pain, finding that hurt and those emotions that I'm talking about, it it, it becomes something where I don't want to deal with it. Well, and, and you know, in in a time when narcissism is a prevailing personality construct, empathy is a distant <laughs> distant concept to them, right? And, and I, I know myself for empathy, I, I I not only look within myself. I try to feel what's not mine 
In other words, I want to feel that feeling that the other person has that I'm feeling and go, hey, I've never felt that doesn't – that's different. I, that's a different feeling. I, that is not mine. That must be Dr. Brown's. And, and that's a deeply important – and to not be overtaken by that feeling but to feel it, reflect it, the understanding back to somebody, I, I always find that's kind of the magic. Well, you're, you're talking about compassion and grace. Yeah. And, and, and that's also absent <laughs> right. quite a bit today. Right. So, so the fact that you're able to do that, um, that's actually deeper than empathy. Okay, so so we're just we're we're kind of using terms. We're talking about the same thing, but we I flip my terms. I actually put yeah. See, I put compassion and grace as a, as a not as a lower level than empathy. I put empathy as the deepest level. But you you flip it. We're talking about the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. Right. right. Uh, and, and and by the way, it took years of therapy to be able to sort out my feelings from somebody else because it, it is messy and it's not rational. It is not cognitive. It's it's actually in your body. And, and, and if, right. if you have any trauma, which I did, you're disconnected from some of that stuff and you have to really work hard to reconnect back to it. And then to also bring in somebody else's stuff, ooh, that's a, that's a tall order. Yeah. And you know, you were a psychoanalyst, right? How does that – I've been wanting to talk to an analyst for a while about how, how does that thinking figure into understanding the world, right? So we've been talking about sort of emotionally focused interpersonal – we've been really talking about interpersonal neurobiology, inter, intersubjective almost analysis. If you stand back and use your analytic thinking, is there a way to interpret – I, I, I don't even quite know what I'm asking because analysis to me is sort of a black box. But but a, another way of talking about what's happening today, I guess, is my question. Sure, sure. We're bleeding on people who didn't cut us. Go, keep going. I like that. Tell me okay. more. Tell me so, more. So, it, 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 from the most basic of analytic psychotherapy, I would say "Ghost in the Nursery." So basically, and by people, the way, that everyone, was a fam- that was a famous book. Is that the book you're talking to? Well, yeah, I love that book. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're all carrying things. Yeah. Every one of us. And, I, and in my writings, I call it the second backpack. So what happens if we don't address our personal storms, we end up getting those we love wet. Uh. And, and what I'm saying is what's happening in society, what we're seeing is that everything that's been in someone's backpack or not everything, some things, have been exacerbated by the freedoms that have been taken away, by a pandemic, by the social isolation, by family members falling ill and and dying. All of these things have exacerbated those things that were most were present already. Right. So so that's what's happening. You're, You're getting people who are is it, they're just bleeding they're bleeding out now something else has happened in our society as well they they're also individuals that have been given permission so to speak to have a catharsis mm. of, of sorts mm-hmm. and when i say permission it when we have leaders that um that have rhetoric that isn't necessarily i'll use the term that everyone would understand politically correct um others might internalize that is I can just say what I want with that and it doesn't impact anyone and and, it, and that's not so or do what I want and it doesn't impact anyone so I, I think we have some you know, some some things operating you got some mental health stuff happening but you also have some societal influence that is actually giving it legs You know, if you have a big sweet tooth, I do, Sugar Break, it can help you resist with natural minty fresh breath strips that block sweet taste in foods, curbs, sugar cravings made with an ancient herb. And it's proven to block sweet taste in foods and maybe disrupt the reward mechanism. That's right. You can level your blood sugar, help the lipid metabolism. And whether you're experiencing, you know, things like PCO or struggle with insulin resistant like I have, this could be helpful. Try to reduce Reach your goals this year without deprivation. Sugar Break makes it easy to stick to your news resolution without having to give up your favorite foods. Use scientifically tested plant ingredients. Stabilizing pre-meal capsules block carbon sugar absorption. Uh, they're designed to do so and may do so by up to 40%, so you don't have to go without your favorite foods. Help slow down digestion, minimize carb and sugar intake, reduce carb bloating, lethargy. 
decrease that insulin spike. Uh, that's right. Resist strips. Keep them on hand for willpower. Indulge in your favorite sweet treat, then a resist strip when you want to stop. That's right. Make 2022 the year of healthy blood sugar. And I've been saying for quite some time, the insulin story is far more important than um, maybe almost anything else. Uh, we're beginning to learn that. And uh, I think it's time we did, did something about it with reduce. Add it to your daily routine. Two capsules in the morning to help maintain blood sugar and stabilize insulin uh, and hopefully boost your metabolism. Sugar Break products are available nationwide in Target, CVS, and Hy-Vee Grocery. Visit sugarbreak.com. That's one word, slash Drew. Use code Drew for 15% off your entire order. Again, applies to all products. It is sugarbreak.com, slash Drew, code Drew at checkout. Well, you've heard me talk about our friends at BetterHelp for quite some time, and yeah, we got to address stigma, and I think BetterHelp has helped us do so. People think you should wait until things get really bad before you see a therapist, which is not so. It's like you know, waiting to work out until you're so bad out of shape that it's almost impossible to find your way back. And we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be part of our normal routine, but it should be. BetterHelp is customized online therapy, video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And of course, there isn't that awkward waiting in a waiting room, which I think is one of the big resistances to people getting therapy. They're afraid who they're going to run into or be uncomfortable. And it's more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try. See why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Some of them have been my patients and family. And the Dr. Drew Show listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Drew. That is Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drew. And, and so so it's, it's more that I can do whatever I want and then feel justified doing whatever I want. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I can exactly. I can run into the Capitol building, or I can burn down Portland, or whatever. You know, I can yeah. snatch and grab. Snatch and grab. It goes it, all it, over it, the place. It's, not, it's, it's, it's all over. Yeah. So I feel justified in doing these things. Yeah, I feel like we've sort of been through times like this in the past. The '70s felt a lot like this, didn't it? it w- I, but different somehow. Can you can you characterize that difference? Sure. I think the difference was is that the, the climate was such <laughs> that it, it, the majority of the people, I believe, wanted societal good, and there was a general definition <laughs> of what it meant. So, And, and I, I think today, there, there are just so many different uh, operational definitions of what societal good is, of what right is, and what wrong is, right. that I mean, you think adults are confused. Imagine what's happened to our children. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I worry about that, like, 8 to 15-year-olds more than anything, just through this whole thing. I'm seeing that yeah. all the time. Yeah. So that's the difference, I think, the, the 70s, the 60s, is that we, we had a pretty good direction. Yeah. You know, we, we had a good tact. You know, we, we didn't know necessarily, you know, how to get there, but we knew where we were going. I think right now, the you know we we, we kind of don't necessarily know. Yeah. So we, so we sort of knew where Due North was, and now we've like lost exactly. track of that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and is, do you do you imagine a way out? Do you imagine a way to? to uh, I, I I do I, I do, and I, and I think it just goes back to the things that we have in common. I mean, you, we started talking about empathy, yeah. and that's a great starting point. Attempting to understand me, I'm going to attempt to understand you. I'm going to sit with you. The biggest turnoff with empathy for those that don't understand it, it's they're turned off immediately. If I tell you something and you've never experienced it, if I've told you that I grew up in the inner city poverty immediately, you're thinking that you can never understand that. And, and you, and you turn off as opposed to, it's not the fact that I grew up in inner city poverty. It's the emotions that are attached to that upbringing. Yeah. So when I start telling you that there were times where I didn't know if I was going to live, there were times that I was so fearful. There were times that I was so anxious. Uh, you know, in, in my psychotherapy, what came out, what was most significant for me of anything that ever happened was the fact that I used um, achievement as my coping strategy. Sure. Makes sense. And exactly. So, you know, Later in life, I had to kind of like put the brakes on because, you know, I'm checking things off and not enjoying them. And I, I have a wife that says, why do you feel the need to do everything? Uh. So, so, the, the, so it's the emotional connection and that messy work. 
you know, and we got to be truthful about it. It's more than putting on someone else's shoes. We have to be truthful to say we have to look within ourselves for one another. That, that, that's the way to connect. And looking within yourself without even without from an empathic perspective, that's the way to heal. How do you convince people that have been given permission to act out and and probably like the acting out that they need to step back and adjust course? Because that's we're we're getting off off the rail a bit. Because because you can you don't necessarily convince them where you're coming from. I have to be empathic to them, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I have to listen to them and I have to look with inside myself at times where I felt that it, I was justified in an action that I later felt like uh, maybe I could have taken a different course of action. Yeah. So it's not a one-way street. Yeah. E- empathy is not a right or wrong. Empathy is an understanding. So that's what I, I you know, I, I want to understand what would make someone go to the Capitol? And, 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 and not from a right or wrong perspective. I want to know what, what, tell me, tell yeah. me what was it? What, what were you feeling? Yeah. What were you attempting to accomplish? I want to know those things because that's how we connect. It's funny that I've been saying this for a long time about the, <clears throat> the vaccine resistant. The, this the the you know judging them and refusing them medical care and calling them dumbos that, that is a wrong way that hardens them that is not the way to do this yeah exactly. it's just I, and I what I've found underneath most vaccine resistance is fear and then distrust and then distrust uh, you know they they want to make a good decision they just don't know where to get who to trust and that's that is often a lot of it I was listening to somebody talk about flat earthers the other day and she was saying. That uh, she does, practices exactly what you're talking about to get through to them and get them dialoguing, and she finds the one, the two things that that gets them in trouble. They they they're smart, but we're never given proper educational critical reasoning skills. Number one, number, and then number two, because they don't know good information from bad, they don't know good sources of information. They can't yes. they can't distinguish between some Yahoo on the internet and an MIT you know, sort of uh, tenured professor of, of biophysics or something, you know, they, they can't, they don't know the difference. They don't understand that these are millions of miles between the two. Yes, and, yes. and how you get people there is, uh, it's hard now because there's so many um, large numbers of people have been unleashed with these feelings, I think. I think that's what overwhelms me a bit. You, and, and it's all boils down to something you just said, which is profound, that people are bleeding. And then they're bleeding on each other. Uh, how do we That's stop? Right. Maybe, you know, I again, my medical head goes into sort of obvious, like, let's stop the bleeding. Let's, let's stop the bleeding. That's what we got to do, stop the bleeding. How do we stop the bleeding? Uh, uh, are there other things to be done other than the – Definitely. Yeah, I mean, because you're talking about in terms of building the mic, the uh, empathic att- attunement and all that stuff. To me, that that's kind of microsurgery. How? What's the pressure I can apply to stop the bleeding now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right now, <laughs> yeah. based on what you yeah. just said yeah. and, and your other guests, it would be imperative that we, we we start with just some of the ancient philosophers and what they said about thinking. Yeah, true thinking is when I've held on so tightly to a belief that an opposing or alternative belief comes along. And I'm willing to let it go, even if only temporarily, yeah. and entertain something else. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah. Let's start there. Because th- this is what we have. We-, we have people that are holding on to things that for, for dear life, and-, and whether right or wrong. Yeah. They're not willing to entertain any other options or yes. alternatives. Yes, I agree. I agree with you. I think there's something now. I like that because I think you're right. I think in, in a weird way, the popularity of stoicism sort of um, brings that idea forth for me in, in that sto- I always think of – I've lately thought about stoicism as a check on cognitive distortions. You know, our cognitive systems are, are not flawless. <laughs> They're not good. They have all exactly. kinds of distortions packed into them. There, there are glitches in our system and our hardware. And stoicism is sort of a check on that, and it has become very popular as a result, which is great. But but I I'm I I I think you're right. I think just willingness to 
we, we need to, we need to, I'm just thinking out loud about how we sort of put this on a mass stage, you know, which is just like, just stop and listen is really all we're telling people to do. Just stop, That's listen. That's it. Stop, listen. Yeah. Apply, <laughs> apply pressure. Apply pressure to the bleeding. <laughs> stop, That's it. stop That's and listen. It. Yeah. That's that's the first I'm not, aid. Yeah. I'm not coming to beat. I'm not coming to beat you up. I'm not coming to judge you. Yeah. I'm not coming to anything away from you. Yeah. Because because it feels like it to I a thousand percent agree with you on what the surgery is that the patient needs. But but right now I got to stop the bleeding. <laughs> just got to got to get the first aid. We got to get him into the operating room first in one piece. And and that's I think right. So it's stop listen. If we were to create like a like like some slogans, like three or four slogans, so it's stop, listen. We you well, wouldn't say I, you wouldn't I, say I let go. Go ahead. I give go ahead. one word. Yeah. Pause. Pause. Yeah. Okay. Pause. That's it. All right. Pause. That's it. But but in that pause, you know, we want them to do. We want them to listen to the other person first, or attune to their own anger and pain. Which is the first step? Do you attune to your own thing, or do you listen to the external stuff coming in? You know, I, I'm an advocate of doing the self work first. Okay, so so I, pause. Okay, first. okay, pause. Listen to your body. Listen to your feelings. Exactly. Right, we're saying. Okay, exactly. pause. Listen to your feelings. Choose, yeah. Choose forceful words, not fighting words. Yeah. Hear yourself. Yeah. Say, hear yourself. I mean, muscles. Muscles remember the trauma better than anything. Our mm-hmm. body remembers the trauma. You know, the body keeps the score. The oh yeah. But the point is, we read the same. So, so we read the same authors, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when your shoulders touch your ears, you know, you listen to it. Yeah. Then interrupt. Yeah. Then yeah. interrupt. Listen. Hearing and listening are different. Okay. You pause. Have to listen. Actually yeah. yeah. Listening is with your whole body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and so the last, if none of that works, leave the situation. Okay. Now, guess what I just spelled, Doc? I just spelled chill. Oh, I like that. So, so hang on a second. Chill. I just spelled chill. But tell, tell me the words choose again. For, choose forceful words, mm-hmm. not fighting words. Okay. Hear yourself. Interrupt yourself. Listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and if, and if and then right at this necessary. point, and, and then leave if necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I dig it. Well, there. So chill. Uh, and I would, I would love to layer in a piece where we ask people to, when in, in the listening part, I, I'd like them to sort of. So it's it's for, choose forceful words. He, he, what was the second one? Hear, hear yourself. Hear, hear yourself. Yeah, hear, hear yourself. Hear the, hear the uh, body. Hear. Listen. You know the, the 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 body hears everything that the mind thinks. Yeah. And and listen. The listening start part is where I'd like people to pause again. And sort of, yeah, and see if they can take it in. Uh, and, and that's really the, the part. So it's pause, listen, pause. <laughs> and, 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 ta- and take it in. And, and along the way, choosing forceful words. Uh, I, I like this. This is, this is first aid for, uh, for our country. Um, and, you know, another thing we were talking about last time, again, was this the, the bleeding, the pain. That had emerged. Uh, really, it was George Floyd you and I were talking about, and how, how that that reopened a wound. Are things still bleeding from that? Are we, are we better? Is it changing? Tell me, because as a, I, okay. I feel, so something has come to my. I think I was kind of talking about when we last talked, but but has come very very clear to me, which is the the white Eurocentric view of the world that is you know we we are. St- People like me uh, sort of have to pay attention to because that's what we are. That's where we're looking. That's the eyes through which we're looking. And if we're not careful, you, you miss a ton. And and I think and to me that's like the one great thing that has come out of the last year. I think, uh, I hope, um, has it or is that just wishful thinking on my part? No, no. I, I think that's very important, and I think it's uh, relevant. Um, but but whenever we talk about this conversation. I think because it's messy, because it can be painful and traumatic for everyone, mm. one of the things that people really rush to is resolution. And I want everyone to understand that it's really challenging to heal when the injury is still being done to you. Mm. 
so that I just I, I would just kind of want to leave that out there. Yeah. So, but so I also, uh, again, I, I immediately go to, well, let's fix it. Let's fix that. <laughs> where, where, how do we fix that? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right. because because yeah. it's painful. Yeah. It's it, it's the dissonance, and it, you know you, you don't want people to suffer. You know who would. And we started the show with that. Well, I, I, I'm going to say is, something provocative, and it, it scares me, which is you went back early into the our, early in our conversation. We were talking about people seeking power. My fear is people seek power by preventing the resolution by keeping definitely. people split. Yeah, that, I hate that. I don't <laughs> I, that I can get my head around, and I hate it when people do that. Absolutely, yeah. but 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 I mean, art of war. Another yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But that's why I kind of why I want to fix it. I want to like, okay, we got to get rid of these people that want to have power from it. I, I have no time for them. I want to get at the the fix. And um, do, do you have a framework? Always going to be among us. Do you have, yeah, even though it's going to take a long time and it's hard and blah blah blah. But do you have a framework? Do you have an idea? Do you have a, a, a way forward? Do you have? A, can we get a North Star in here? <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's, it's not a book study, and I tell people wherever I go, that's an easy way out books will give you a framework it's a hard study that's yeah. it that's yeah. it in a nutshell it's a hard study heart and, and, and you know, heart 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 yeah yeah heart our heart i Look, agree looking in the mirror yeah. looking in our mirrors our own mirrors and, and you know doc we we run around today talking about what is my why what is my why guess what i want people to say who am i mm. because who we are is more important than what we do well, we've Ooh, sort of uh, we've sort of accepted I, again back to your psychoanalytic training. We've accepted the idea that identity is fl- you know fluid and never needs to be part. You know, never needs to be coalesced, right? Which may be okay. I don't know. I'm not passing judgment, but it it, it flies in the face of my understanding of identity. You know, the identity but, but needs to be. But in society, what is it? It's what you do. It's your job title. Yeah. It's it's what you have. It's who you know. It's it's your lot. It's your social economic status. Yeah, yeah. It's that that that's how it's operationalized for many folks. And and until people truly know, you know, who I am, then I don't know what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. If and if you know what you're bringing to the table, then you're more likely to understand how I'm affected by it. I think people are even confused about what you mean by who am I. I really do. And and I and I'm even a little confused because you, you're connecting it to heart, and so I'm going to guess that your definition of who am I, which is really essentially, what are the constellation of spontaneous feelings that come out of my heart and body, and the motivational systems that 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 filter them, right? That's me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's who we are. Yeah. And people don't know that they're because they're disconnected from their feelings. They, they don't even. Right. They may not even know what we're talking about. <laughs> And that's why I try to do that in my travels. You do that. You do a phenomenal job of getting to the just the essence of in conversations, and I love that. So that's what I do. I, I, I start by sharing what we have in common, and the fact that I come, I, I, I come without judgment. I, I come without. That's important. And, 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 that we haven't said you know, that. That's really important. That's really important. We do not. We this judging business got to stop. Got to stop. No. Yeah. The canceling business has got to oh stop. My God, yeah. You know, I, I was telling some young people uh, a couple of weeks back about, you know, dare, take chances, take risks. And, you know, one young person raised his hand in the audience and said, well, you know, people may not like me and, you know, they'll hold it against me. Basically, yeah. he was talking about being canceled. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. So, I mean, we forget that the children are watching. Oh, oh, watching and being damaged. Frankly. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the French Revolution. Well, of course, Air MedCare Network, AMCN, uh, insurance doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you can get, of course, deductibles and co-pays. Protect your family and your finances with an Air MedCare Network membership. As a member, if an emergency arises, the expense of air medical transport completely covered when flown by an AMCN provider. Membership costs as little as $85 a year, covers your entire household every day. When you're away from home, of course, as well, pennies a day. We all know the unexpected can happen. An AMCN membership is protection no family should be without. And for a limited time, as a Dr. Drew podcast listener, you'll get a 50, up to a $50 e-gift card when you join. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Drew and use that offer code Drew. 
Well, ED is more common than you think. 52% of men between ages 40 and 70 will experience some form of ED. And I think you know I'm a prostate cancer patient. And when I've talked to my urologist about this, he goes, um, you're, you're over 60. Everybody has this. I think, oh, that's right, of course. And especially with prostate surgery and prostate conditions. It, it's time that you took advantage of Roman. That's right. Roman ready is confident, personified. Roman system is completely confidential, totally discreet, no packages, you know, no logos on the packages or anything like that. And with Roman, you get free online evaluation, ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from your home using electronic media, of course. But you'll see a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships with it ships to you free within. It ships you free with two-day shipping. Whole process, straightforward, convenient, discreet. Get started now. It's simple. Just go to GetRoman, GetRoman.com slash Drew, and complete the online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. It's time. It's time that this become an efficiency, and we just take care of this problem. The medicines are good. The treatments are good. Why not take advantage of it? Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Drew now, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Well, I think everyone knows right now healthcare is mm, – it's difficult to navigate the system. You, you look for somebody good. You book an appointment. You can't schedule it. Uh, it's – it's really – I've had so much frustration with uh, my friends and family trying to get them into physicians. But you can download the free ZocDoc app now, the easiest way to find a doctor, and instantly book an appointment. And instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, book an appointment in person or video chat. That's right, Teladoc as well. Never wait on hold with a receptionist. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, other specialists, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Drew. Download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and it's time that you did too. ZocDoc makes healthcare, and particularly accessing healthcare, easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Drew. Download the ZOCDOC ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated physician. Many are available as soon as today. That is ZocDoc.com slash Drew. One more time, ZOCDOC.com slash Drew. Yeah, you you you're probably picking up. I'm fascinated by psychoanalytic training. I tried to get my. I was trying to convince my son to get get psychoanalytic training uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> he may yet do it. Um, he got, he got a graduate degree in psychology. And he, he's now the the. He's like you know he's uh, now understands the stuff you know what you and I understand pretty implicitly. Um, but there's something I don't I don't understand. I want to go back. I'm going to dial back from this conversation. And, and I wonder if you can help me with hysteria again. I don't. I, I understand narcissism deeply. I don't understand hysteria, histrionic very well. Is does psychoanalysis help us understand what the fundamental issue is in histrionic? Do, do they definitely? What What is it? What's going on there? It It, it goes back to it's extreme anxiety, and another word for extreme anxiety is excessive fear. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's what drives it. That's what drives it. When we can't make sense of things, we, we, we overreact. We well, become hypervigilant. And, and, but why? That's hysteria per se, but histrionic where they're also effusive emotionally and get swept into things and are dramatic and all that stuff. Is that some unresolved something in the eyes of psychoanalysis that that gets solved that way? I, I, I you know, I mean, Freud built the whole Oedipal complex over a hysteric right. kind of thing. I'm wondering if that kind of stuff is in the eyes of psychoanalysis people. Okay. Rest your judgment. I'm not saying this is the truth. I'm saying in a, a perspective right. we call <laughs> psychoanalytic training. <laughs> How would they interpret that? <laughs> I would interpret it. Yeah, okay. and, and, you know, I, and, and I'm, and I'm going to just be facetious. Um, you know, I'm a good psychologist, but I'm also a hood psychologist. Okay, okay so, good. I like that. Uh, so, 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 so what I'm going to say is that some people need drama like we need oxygen. Okay. So, so basically, <laughs> there are people that are carrying things, and they become so accustomed to carrying these things that any – any any threat of losing this baggage 
whether toxic or not, any threat of it causes them to find other things to latch on to. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we talk a lot about trauma in life. Yeah. What we don't talk about enough is drama. And drama, unlike trauma, is created. Mm-hmm. You know, drama is also associated with. And so that, that's really, when you talk about history, these people, these are people that create crises. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and addiction. You know, how many people do you know that create crises so they can run from them? Oh yeah, well, addicts, the addicts, <laughs> exactly. addicts exactly. have, have created an art form out of creating drama, and they get high from it too, and then they exactly. manipulate around it and get their way and stuff. Exactly. But, but right. when I hear you describe the histrionic, you know, clinging and then grabbing, I also think that maybe they get back to our conversation about power. Maybe that's how they get their power through the drama. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on, trauma, trauma. I mean, when you get into drama. It's manipulative. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I have something that you, it, I can puppet strings, it, you know, fa- families, you know, th- that's the, <laughs> the origin <laughs> of drama. The family, and, and the family, family drama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah. so, so it's not, it's not new, but you know, with everything that's else that's happening in society, you have people yeah. who who are showing you. No, I, t- I tell people all the time. I, it's like the opening paragraph sentence of Anna Karenina, I think it was, which is, you know, uh, healthy families are all assert- all the same, but sick families are all sick in their own way. And and essentially what the opening paragraph sentence says. And and I always tell people, what is drama? What Like when you go watch Sophocles or watch Arthur Miller, <laughs> it's sick people being sick or daytime drama. It's just sick people being sick. That's what that is. <laughs> so, and we like watching that for some reason. I don't know why, but we do as humans. And uh, off we go. And now reality TV has sort of put a new level on all this. Well, this is all so interesting to me. I, and I uh, and always I, I feel so much better after I talk to you. And, and I, I just so appreciate your steady hand in all this. As you go forward, what, what's your plan? What, what do you want to do? How, how, I understand the master classes are impacting people, but do you have a, you know, yeah, go ahead. Talk to me. Yeah, Doc. I, I, I guess my thing is as lighthearted as it sounds is wherever I go, I want it to be better once I leave. So, yeah. and, and, and I do that. My, my mantra is to spread love, light, and insight wherever I go. I came up with that. You know, it, it, it rhymes. You know, but guess what? Love is the greatest of all things. That's love. Light. Why light? Because there's darkness. We, we, we have periods of darkness in our society. We have periods of darkness within ourselves. So I talk about light and insight that just brings in the science part of what I do. You know, everything I talk about is based in science. I just deliver it with heart. Well, you and it's so funny to me that you ended with heart because that that's what I want to say is that the conversation about heart needs to be put on a larger stage and broadened out a bunch. Um and and I'm a, I think we talked about this a little bit last time we were talking about George Floyd. And I and I don't even really fully understand what I'm talking about. Um because we don't really we don't, you know the heart was left behind in sort of the enlightenment, right? I mean, sort of, we went back to the brain, and we dis- and Descartes said we're disconnected from all that, you know. And the reality is, the heart and the, the heart is, you know, when people say, you know, my my heart hurts because you've lost someone or, or you're in love or whatever, my brain hurts. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from your body. It's coming from your heart. There's all kinds of nerves lying over your heart and in your gut, and all. We, we're starting to understand that and talk about that again now. But heart in particular, <clears throat> and when when you. When you talk about the the pain of the George Floyd incident that that opened up for you, it was really your heart that hurt, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and we never you never said that to me, and and I I wasn't quite sure, but I imagine. And and by the same token, my African American friends, when I'm involved, just socially, whatever, the, the there's a there's something that um, the black community has that they need to talk more about that they don't know they have and and it's heart it's 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 this heart it's this it's, it comes out in the music and it comes out in the humor and it comes out in all these things i, I think that we know we have it what you're calling heart we we refer to a soul i i yeah i 
but a hard and soul. I, I think it's kind of a. It may, right. You, you it, can it, help it, me understand it more because I'm yeah. I, I'm aware when right. I'm around it. I'm aware that you know my family running right. from the uh, fucking Ukrainian genocide and all the right the, all the baggage that comes with the Ashkenazi Jew stuff. That's different. It's just different. It's not the same thing. Right. And, and there's gigantic. I mean, there's no. It's a re. There's no. It's no accident that that black music right. affected everything, and you know, invented exactly. rock and roll right. because because it was so much from the heart and soul. And I wish we could help people talk more about. You're, you're starting to talk about when you're talking. You ended your right. thing, your your love, light, and insight with heart. And and I yes. think, but I don't think everyone really knows what that really means, and that needs to be explored and talked about in a bigger, bigger, bigger way. Felt in a bigger way. And and and, and people do talk about it, Doctor. Um, um, Dr. Jawanza Kunjufu and some others, they talk about it, but when they talk about it, they're very reluctant to do it on center stage because they also blame that on some of the problems that are happening today. So, so when we talk about heart, so when we talk about heart, you can't talk about that without talking about black and brown people that have this heart and they're so forgiving. No, I know. I know that. People don't know that. I know that. Yeah, (laughs) I know that. They're so forgiving. Yeah. And and if you look at something like um, there was a massacre in a church. Yeah, um, I know. In South Carolina. That was inside, too. White people looked at it and went, what? You're forgiving that guy? How is that possible? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, So the reason you don't hear this conversation on center stage is because it's believed that that for that that forgiveness nature is what allows the disrespect the contempt and the constant injury to be perpetuated well there must be a way to flip it on its head that that may be actually be true maybe that's true but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to talk about it and flip it on its head exactly and, exactly and, and i i have felt this for a while that 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 phenomenon because again it's it's I, we need a new word besides white supremacy i mean it's just it's the white eurocentric whatever we have our own experience of heart and soul and it's not the same and we need to and we need to be connected to that one we're talking about now uh, that black and brown people and, know and putting labels on things that doesn't help uh unify I, I, that doesn't help unite i hope i'm not so, sounding so, like i hope i'm not sounding like no 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 no, 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 no. It, 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 no it wasn't you yeah but, but the fact that when we say white supremacists oh yeah 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 immediately i mean really <laughs> so yeah it would be like calling me a militant, whatever. Well, the the only and, reason and, I, it, I know the only reason I I have continued to use that is that Frederick Douglass used that term, and and he used it gently. He used it very gently, and and I and I <laughs> and I understood what he meant, and that and we don't have another term yet. We we got to come up with one. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's because people immediately go, "I'm not skinhead." Oh, oh. it's like no, 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 that's not what he's talking exactly. about. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about something very different. He's just talking about your point of view. That's all he was talking about. Exactly. So that's, your that's your priorities and your point of view. And so and so, what would be wrong with saying this wonderful thing that we have called the brain mm-hmm. has all these wonderful different perspectives and points of view based on where we're from, how we were reared, and what we've been exposed to? What would that's a great starting point? But, but not only that, you, each one of us can expand the richness of that experience by bringing in yes, the experience of others. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave this right there because that's where, I, that's where we want people to be. That's where this is the spot. We've, we got ourselves here, as I knew you and I always do, and, uh, and it is so – See, I was depressed when I started this conversation. Now I'm feeling pretty good. So, and that's another thing, by the way. I want to go, I, I go on tour with you. Yeah. I want to go on tour with you and 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 discuss these things in front of audiences. Yeah, yeah. In in ways that we don't necessarily do on a computer stream. I, I want to go and have eye contact. I right. want you to right. be there. I want to be right. there. And I've seen it. I've seen it done in leadership. I, I've seen the guys do it. I know that we can do it. I know the change. Oh. I, I know we can do it, and it would be, you know, and then throw the audience on top of us and see how they react. Now you're into something interesting here. So, well, right. all right. Hey, Dr. Adolph Brown, as always, it's a privilege to to call myself your friend and to get the time we spend together always, as I as we discussed, enriches my life because I get to see Dr. Brown's yes. point of view. Uh, where do you want people to go? 
they can go to my Patreon. If you want more of this type of discussion, and, and I go really deeply and a lot of fun on uh, Patreon. It's In the Balcony with Dr. Adolph Brown. Uh, in the balcony as opposed to in the basement. Basement people drag others down. Balcony people, we pull people up. Fantastic. I will see you, sir, in the balcony, and I'll see the rest of you next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. Drew.com.